All right. Well, we are here with Mr. Tom Doty today. And Tom, we are talking about the topic of what it means to be a shepherd. What does it mean to have the heart of a shepherd? So let me ask that question to kind of get our discussion going here. What does that mean to you? The heart of shepherd. Well, you know, of course, I think uh, one of the things we think about is in Scripture where the shepherd left the 99 and went to find the one and, you know, bring that lost sheep back. You know, that kind of jumps to my mind. Uh, but I think uh, uh, as a shepherd, uh, you know, you really do let's assume that you're in some kind of church leadership, may not be a pastor specifically, but but um, you you care about what's going on in people's lives. They're not uh, they're not people that write checks. They're not people that become part of an attendance role, but they really are people who have lives. And you know, if you have the heart of a shepherd, um, you find yourself uh, very knowledgeable about a lot of people's lives and their challenges, their struggles, their successes. And so I think the you know, I, I think the Holy Spirit, of course, I think can uh, improve that. But I, but also think that the heart of a shepherd is is also largely a lot of gifting that happens. Um, you know, we we have we have a lot of people that are critical of uh, I'll call them preachers, let's say, and uh, because they uh, they feel like that they they don't do home calls well, they don't do hospital calls well. They're not very personable. Maybe they're not very good at speaking, whatever those things are. And I think a lot of people look at a church leader and assume that they're supposed to be like this whole package. Well, you know, uh, the way we're built, there's not a lot of those whole packages out there. Christ was one, of course. But for most of us, we have these other uh, weaknesses, these blind spots. Uh, You know, you could have a, a preacher that's an excellent guy on the stage, and he really deals God's word and he affects people and people are being saved because of it but he may he may stink as a shepherd because again that's not that's not in his gifting and so they've got to have people around them that have those things so it's not a it's not an everyday thing uh, I, I don't know how you feel about that but that's kind of where I come from yeah for me I, I see um, shepherding as one of those things that for me, before I was a believer, which I came to Christ uh, later in life at, at the age of 28, that even prior to that, I, I saw the Lord working in my life that I was a natural leader, like on a, a little league baseball team and, and things like that. People would look up to me, and it's not one of those things where you jump in and I need to boss people around. It's it's just a, a natural gifting that looking back now, I can say the Lord was preparing me, you know, uh, for this. But it's, it is exactly what you said, that it is the Holy Spirit who baptizes us into the body. And we all have different giftings. And I, I think, just my opinion, I think that when we, one of the ways that we get into trouble is when we start comparing my giftings to your giftings or yeah. to this person over here that... Um, if if someone doesn't like the way that you present a sermon, they feel that they could do better, but they are that's not their calling. Their calling is X over here and, and things like that. And so back to kind of what I was saying, that shepherding really is a call from the Lord, and, and it takes a different um, 
type of person to be that shepherd, to be an effective shepherd, because it's it's truly caring for the flock, the the spiritual well-being. And sometimes it's late nights, it's early mornings, it's overnights, it's you know a phone call at you know midnight that somebody's having an issue with, and you know they ask for prayer and and that kind of thing. So shepherding really is different and in not everyone is built that way and you know of course that's the way the lord designed his church yeah i i uh, i agree with that wholeheartedly and i think it's uh it's important and you you know you can it doesn't take you long to spot shepherds you know uh their heart uh you know they want to connect they want to know who people are uh they tend to be approachable as far as people being willing to kind of share their concerns their hearts their joys with them uh, but it's but the other part of being a shepherd if you're a shepherd by your gifting and and uh, maybe even calling uh, is it's it's not an easy role because what happens of course is uh, you know you look around a group of people in a church body and and you know you realize how many struggles that are in that church body and uh you know it could be anything from health relationships to finances to employment to you name it uh but it but it is uh you know i you you need to be gifted that way because if not um it it you just could feel an awfully heavy load uh because you you take on all that stuff you have a gift of mercy for instance yeah and where you kind of absorb all that that's going on and i think uh in the shepherd world you do some of that but but i think god also kind of readies you for the fact that um that you're at least prepared for it you know how to deal with it a little bit uh, mentally and physically well and and with the the governing style of freedom fellowship or i should say the the leadership style is you don't have, or we don't have deacons at this church. We have elders who are, uh, yeah, there, there are some financial aspects and, you know, some of the business stuff, uh, but it is more so the spiritual shepherding. And so you have two sitting at this table right now, and then we have three others who all of us help carry that load. And, you know, for a congregation this size, it's, it balances out really well to where if you go to just you know church x across town that they may leave it to the lead pastor or the associate pastor or you know someone like that to where it becomes that one person's job and that's and we we read about this you know time after time spiritual burnout that you are uh, carrying such a, a burden because as a shepherd, you just you can't help but get emotionally and spiritually invested right. in your people. And if, if someone's dealing with depression, that's something that um, mentally kind of weighs on you. It doesn't transfer or anything like that, but you, you care for them spiritually because you, you hurt because they hurt. And so you, you carry on that burden. That's just that's natural. Um, and that's why there's so many pastors across the, the globe. They are in depression and things like that is because you take on such a weight. But again, my point is when you have people 
like the elders and myself that help carry that load that it is we can lean on one another and it's not bogging one two three people down it is five or six people coming together to stand firm yeah, in the well and i think the uh one of the encouraging things for me is even when you get past uh our our present elder body and yourself uh i watch people in our congregation they're shepherding other people mm-hmm. and uh it's obvious that they're that they're good at it and that god's gifted them in that area you know it's just a, a shepherd tends to see things uh and perceive things uh, that aren't always spoken and uh so you you know I, I won't say stick your nose in but but you you'll sometimes make an inquiry because you just know that in your heart things don't feel right yeah and you know and i think again we have any number of people in our church body that i could name that that I think are that do an excellent job of shepherding. Maybe it's in a their small group environment, whatever it is, but uh, but they're doing that same thing, just maybe on a little bit different scale. Well, and, and that speaks to the culture of this church that it's not left up to the quote unquote professionals to be able to to do the shepherding. And I've I've been a part of a church where that is that that you don't do that. You you let one of the pastors know somebody else's you know, job yeah exactly and so I, I think that speaks a lot to the culture here that it is I believe innate in us as spiritual brothers and sisters in Christ that when we do see someone who is maybe spiritually down to, to go and to check on them and, and for them to lean on one another to where it doesn't just become about you know okay that well I'm not a, a a recognized let's call it that a recognized shepherd in this congregation right i don't get a paycheck or i don't have a title or you know anything like that um, but it just becomes natural for brothers and sisters in christ yeah and i think that's really true and i think that was one of the values of us talking so many years uh, very openly about being a volunteer church uh it was a drawing card for some it scared other people we i don't know how many times i've stood in the by the front door after service and people would ask me but yeah but who's in charge but who's in charge yeah it, because it, it, people seem like they and you know i have to admit in some maybe at weaker moments i would say i'm going to go with jesus but as being the one in charge and which kind of is a cute answer but the reality it is the right answer yeah but but for so many people uh they really are looking for a nice neat box to put stuff in this person's the boss kind of the ceo type thing you mentioned uh but uh you know and this person does this this person does that but in in our church uh hey we're all servants that's what we do and so um you step up when you're needed and we have a lot of people that shepherd that way whether it's in our missions area whatever it is that that step up and really uh, they just they're shepherds or servants and and that's how they're trying to live their life every day i'm always reminded of i believe it was the apostle peter who said let each person esteem others higher than themselves and when when i think of that servant leadership comes to mind clearly um but as it relates to a shepherd that if i am out there trying to make sure that you 
are esteemed higher than me. That's me, I guess, humbling myself or giving more of myself to you. If we did that towards one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we would see transformational, foundational change across the country, including in the, in the churches and, and things like that. But it it's about making sure that someone next to you in in the the congregate in the congregation is better off than when they came in and so that that shepherding kind of ties into that to where someone may be having a bad day and you go and visit with them you don't have to necessarily lay hands on them and pray with them you know all of that but if you just give them an encouraging word that shepherding goes a long way because then when they are spiritually back up then they will do that for somebody else and kind of on and on it goes yeah at at like say it's a critical piece of the puzzle i can't imagine a church being effective that didn't have good shepherds do you find it hard for yourself to be shepherd shepherded shepherded um it's probably not in my nature uh it sounded like a weird thing to say but it's probably not in my nature but i think i'm willing to accept it i think i'm also willing to uh you know and i've done it recently ask people you know hey i have this going on and i really if you could be praying about that this week and i think um uh, in order to be shepherded uh there comes with that a certain degree of vulnerability that you have to be willing to do a lot of people um they want to walk into church on Sunday morning, and and they've got a smile. They got all the right things to say, uh, but you know, but their life may be a slow motion train wreck, and uh, we have to be willing to allow other people to care for us, to love us, to share with us, and be able to trust that congregation uh, that when we become vulnerable, that that information, that circumstance get treated with dignity and sometimes confidentially. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that once that confidentiality is broken, I I don't know if you can ever truly get that back into the, into the box because when people are spiritually vulnerable um, and we can say emotionally vulnerable as well, that when they are in that, there is that level of trust when it comes to a shepherd, whether it's, um, a a pastor, an elder, or just someone in the congregation. And so things are said, and there is some information that is, you know, that very few people may be privy to, that if that gets passed around as whether it's gossip on the negative end or even just a prayer request um, on on the good end, that confidentiality, that's a very, very tough trust uh to earn back from from someone have you had any instances and i'm not talking about details but yeah uh, anything like that uh, i think the talking about it in a broader scale i think one of the things that we really have to be careful about in those situations is we have people sometimes that are interested in your prayer prayer stuff prayer concerns whatever those are that are actually more inclined to be purveyors of information than they are 
prayer warriors with you. Right. And I think that's a risk that, that people also think about is, you know, do they want to know for the right reasons? And I think we have to be very cautious, uh, you know, when we're, when we're dealing with people, praying for people, trying to make sure that, uh, you know, they'll, uh, well, let me tell you this in love, Margaret. You know uh, that type of thing. Uh, the the reality is is we we really need to approach prayer with love and and uh, and not because we just we have this innate need to know what's going on with people. You know, yeah, that's a dangerous place. Yeah. So let, let's talk about um, if, if we're to look at, at Psalm twenty three, we we see that um, kind of the the role of the shepherd. Of course, we belong to the good shepherd, but from a um, a disciplinary standpoint, uh, and I'm not talking in a formal you know church setting or anything like that. But sometimes, as a shepherd, you need to tell people some tough things um, that that most times they they don't take very well. Um, but that is also part of part of the job. We're we're not anyone's boss. You know, we're there for them to to shepherd spiritually. Um, are there any instances where, again, without getting into specifics, to where you had to uh, say something to someone to help them because you knew spiritually this is they were going down a wrong path or, or anything like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll back up and give you a Tom Dodyism, okay? Mm-hmm. But in my personal experience of a lifetime of work and management, in different areas, is that. Uh, and this is just my percentage, it's not empirical, but 80% of the people will do about anything to avoid a conflict. And uh, then of the other 20% that are willing to engage, about half of that 20%, 10%, actually like conflict. So, so they, you get, They thrive on it. Yeah, yeah, so you get down to the point that it uh, becomes tricky area. But one of the things that is it's inherent, I mean, it's, uh, it's inherent on the, in the church itself, you know, Scripture tells us that we have that we're to hold other believers accountable in situations, but um, but yeah, there's uh, it's it's hard sometimes because you um, you you vet information the best you know how, but there's times and I've had times that I've had to do this where I would have to sit down with somebody and say, okay, this has come to my attention. This is a big deal, and I need to know you know what's going on and if this is valid information or not and uh and you know and and those are those are hard things and when i go back to my 80 percent most of the time in churches most of the time in leaders it's a lot easier to just kind of let it slide than it is to deal with it and so it but it is a part of our responsibilities as elders leaders and even shepherds that when we see things that are not right, that we that we that we don't run from them, we don't ignore them. Those things tend to have a way of showing up back up on your front porch anyway. Yeah. And so, um, but 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 it, it isn't easy. I had a boss one time. I was uh, I had a hard choice to make, and it basically ended up, you know, I was going to have to let somebody go. And uh, I came in the next day, and he said, how'd you sleep last night? And I said, not very good. And he said, well, that's good, because if you had it, I'd have thought, well, maybe you're not the person for this job, because 
These are people's lives that you're dealing with. And it's the same way in this situation. If you have somebody, you know, that's off the track and you need to figure out how to at least have a conversation, try to rescue them, but maybe even vet the information to find out if it's valid information. But, um, you know, it's, it's a lonely, restless place to be sometimes, but still part of our responsibility. Yeah, and, and, and you said this word earlier, uh, a calling, and, and that's really what this is. And, and kind of to, to your point is when there is something that is awry, what, whatever that is, or a potential problem, that it doesn't necessarily have to be <clears throat> conflict. Like, like we think of, you know, workplace conflict to where, okay, you said this, you said this, let's figure this out. Um, it, it, it may be just that, let me go ask them, let me just go talk to them and see, you know, are they, you know, feeling this way for a particular reason? One of the things my dad always taught me is he said with everyone in your workplace, and this is not necessarily in a spiritual sense, but in a, just a workplace environment, he said, go and ask people how their day is and don't walk away, sit down and actually listen, you'll be able to pinpoint where the person is, but you have to listen to them. And so kind of tying that back into the, the shepherding and, and if, if there are issues of conflict that it's, you know, I heard this, but when I sit down and talk to this person, that's not really it. And it naturally comes up in conversation. And that is a million miles different from I am confronting you, that confrontational conflict. I heard you did this. Can you explain to me, you know, and that kind of thing. And my opinion is, and I'm a lot like you, that when it comes to spiritual matters and and church matters, that it's it's not the workplace. It, It is not the real world. It is a, there's a spiritual element to it and, and get to more of the spiritual side versus the the natural of, you know, we have this problem and here's what that problem is causing. Let's look at it from a spiritual sense and it will eventually fix itself over here. Yeah, I think so. And you can write this down if you want to. I'm going to give you a little pearl of wisdom here, okay. Justin. I'm ready. But uh, it's important that we don't go looking for a fight. It's important that we go looking for the truth. Mm. And I think sometimes, uh, so many times in... Uh, in areas where there's uh, resistance, confusion, uh, aggravation between people, uh, that we go in not looking for, to 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 find out the truth and and to be the peacemaker. Scripture says sometimes, but that we go in thinking it's our job to stamp out this problem. Yeah, and you know what we're really trying to do is we're trying to. Even even if the people are off out in left field someplace, we're really trying to restore them. That's what Scripture says our job is. Yeah. We're really trying to restore them. We want them to we want them to, we want them to, to bring them back into uh, the fellowship and into making a lot better decisions sometimes than what they're making. So the last last question I have for you: Have you always felt that you were a shepherd? Um, I don't know that I could define it, but you, you talked about it earlier when we talked about it. it I can go back for uh, 
pretty much my whole life a, a, a memory which is a while now and it seems like that I always ended up in positions I don't mean like a job title position but I always ended up in positions where uh, people uh, brought things to me or they were looking for ideas or counsel or a way out or whatever and so I think that uh, you know again we're back to gifting demeanor whatever those things are but it seems like that in my life it's that's always kind of been uh, the the process the way it worked out yeah all right anything else you want to add no i appreciate the time to spend together and hopefully for the listener that they can vet this information themselves and it'll be of some value to them i hope they're writing down those tom Dogen's hey do you like that yeah it's cool isn't it? love it <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com and you can search for us on social media by searching Freedom Fellowship NWA. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.